Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. You know, it, it just doesn't seem to work, does it? No, no, it, it really doesn't. I uh, I agree with you that the trailer does a disservice to this movie. Yeah, yeah, I, not, I couldn't. Not just that it doesn't do it, not that it just doesn't do it justice, but it actually does it a disservice, just like The White Tiger. Yeah, I, I am, like, I'm, so this, all I kept thinking, you know, while I was watching the movie, is like, so this movie is about, is, is this great? And all we got is just like, you know, like, some, I, I I don't know what message they were trying to 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 throw out with this, but it just doesn't doesn't make sense for me, you know. No, I I agree, I agree. Um, but we we we're here to talk about it, Jojo, and it, it is always your thing, right? To <laughs> to do that did. So so here's what we're gonna do. I'm going okay. to pretend that we just started. Okay. All right. And. Okay. And I'm going to do the whole spiel and stuff, you know. The whole spiel. The whole right. spiel. The whole spiel. The whole shebang. The whole, the whole shebang. shebang. Yeah. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today is the fantastic Jojo. And then uh, today we are talking about Concrete Cowboy, a movie that just came out on the Netflix. It came out on the second, wasn't it? Was it the second? Or? Yes. Yeah, it was very early in April. I believe it was the second. Yes, and... Um, it just turns out that it was good. It was really, really good. So we're going to have fun talking about this. But again, let me go ahead and say hello, Jojo. Howdy-do, Graham. <laughs> ah, Jojo, we're doing fine. We're doing absolutely fine. So Fine is good. So, so, so here's the thing. We said that you were going to give us your take on Concrete Cup. Yes. Go ahead and tell people what this movie is about, please. <laughs> <laughs> I thought when you started out like that, I was like, oh, okay, now we're doing something different. Okay. <laughs> no, but seriously, tell folks what they're missing out on. Because I don't think, and, and, and we, as we were saying, I don't think based on the trailer, a lot of people are going to take an interest on it. I know it's uh, Idris Elba, so a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, it's Idris Elba, let's watch it. Yeah. But you're going to get yourself really surprised once you get to the movie and see what it's all about. Yeah, I I think some people will come just for Idris Elba, but I hope I hope that other people come for and stay for the movie because like we said earlier, I I think and you you agree that or you you said and I agree. Either way, we're in agreement <laughs> agreement <laughs> that the trailer does it a disservice. So, the story is based on a book the book is called Ghetto Cowboy, which is based on, partially based on a news story that, from my understanding, the author of the book heard on NPR, uh, This American Life. 
And uh, it is a story of a young man who comes to live with his estranged father in Philadelphia, who is a member of the, and I have to look it up because I forgot the name of it, Fletcher Street Urban Riding Club. I wanted to get that right. Mm-hmm. And they, it's, it just progresses from there, the, the bond between father and son. Of course, you have that story. You have the, the elements of, of a Western in it. You have the idea of the, the true, the actual Fletcher Street Riding Club. Um, so it's, it's, it's much, much more than the trailer. The performances are fabulous as well. Oh yes. Oh yes. And I, I don't know if this has become a new thing because for me, the first time I saw these done in a major way like that was with that movie Nomadland where a huge portion of the actors were actual folks that lived the experience and were the real-life nomads. Yes. And unsuspectingly, until the end of the movie, that's when I'm realizing that a big portion of the actors in there were part of the actual uh, Fletcher Street riding cowboys and stuff. And and I was like, I think I love this. I, I think I like it more, even more. Yeah. And so let's dissect a little bit of the dynamic here for this movie because it paints a beautiful story wherever you come from, right? Like, I wish people, I wish a lot of people didn't approach movies, you know, in the sense of it's a black movie or it's a white movie or it's an Asian movie. And people really wanted to watch a movie because something about the story tells them. And and I'm not saying that generally that's, that's the way people approach movie. But I know that there are a lot of people. There are people who still haven't watched, you know, Ray, the movie Ray, because it is a largely black movie and I don't watch black movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Despite it being about the story, the life story of Ray Charles. And so this is one of those things that I really, really wish people would uh, approach movies just for the sake of watching a movie and and for the for being curious about what on what the story is about and not because it tells a particular story of a kind of people what do you what do you take yeah i um i know that there are folks who feel that way that they they don't watch black movies they don't watch asian movies you know or they don't watch indian movies they don't watch movies with subtitles you know whatever but you're missing so much, not just from the art form of cinema, but in the storytelling yes. of cinema. Yes. And so to just say that is, I, I, I don't understand that viewpoint personally, and I never have. I, I don't get it, but I hope that people will change that viewpoint and and try to uh, to become a little more broadened in their horizons in the type of movies that they do watch. And I think. I feel like this movie is one that could really break barriers in that sort of thing because it is certainly a, a black story, but with the 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 horses, the horses bringing such an interesting element to it that I hope that it would catch the eye of somebody who otherwise would not watch a movie that they considered a, a quote unquote black movie. And also, it, it just bring to light 
part of the of the history of the United States that most of us weren't aware of, right? Like, I a long time ago read a story about how it is the, the, there was a lot of evidence that the Lone Ranger, the story of the Lone Ranger, the entire persona of the Lone Ranger was based on a black lawman <laughs> at the time, right? And, and precisely the, the idea of him being the Lone Ranger is because no one else would partner with him. Why? You go figure this one out. <laughs> you know, I ain't going to ride with this dude, <laughs> you know. So the lone right. ranger, right? But um, however, whenever the, the story itself became commercialized and Hollywood, you know, saw a piece of the pie that they wanted to take, the lone ranger is no longer about that, is it? No, uh, no, of course not. <laughs> but... I think it was also on the American Life that I, I I heard this beautiful story of, you know, the unknown story of black cowboys, right? In rodeo also. Like black people, black people are big in the rodeo scene. And we we don't hear about that. Like immediately when I hear rodeo, I think of, of a bunch of white Texans and Oklahomans and stuff. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't I don't think about yeah. black people going to, you know, going to the rodeo and doing all that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this story is telling part of a truth that we don't know about. And people should feel more interested, all the more interested to to watch it. So let's let's delve into into the story a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I am I, I am glad that you you brought up the the element of it being a part of America Americana that we don't really talk about very much or get to hear about very much. One of the reasons why I always loved this American life because, or, you know, Charles Kuralt or um, uh, Charlie, I forgot his last name, but there's another CBS reporter that would go around the United States and, and find these stories of people. And, you know, the Compton Cowboys was is something that I think a lot of us, white people <laughs> would be surprised to hear about. And the idea of there being a, a, a black cowboy club in Philadelphia, of all places, yeah. is another thing that, that's kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why. I, I really wish I understood why. I, I Because it's, I guess because that sort of, 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 character of a cowboy has been, you know, Marlboro man is always right, white right. and, you know, that, that kind of thing. It's just what we always expect in our head, but that's not really the truth of the story. So um, I'm glad that these kinds of stories are being told and being told also in like big budget and, and big star productions um, and having some, some studio oomph behind them. Not because there's anything wrong with this American life or any of the others, but because, just because this reaches a wider audience, hopefully, and will hopefully have more people going, oh, maybe there's some things I didn't know that I should know. Yeah, and, and this, is, this is precisely what, we, what, what you were saying, Jojo, jo jo, is that, do you remember we talked about how most of the things that have become normalized in American life is because Hollywood played a part on, on it, right? Like, if it weren't for... Absolutely. If, we, if people started to become more accepting of, of at least 
seeing gains in relationship, you know, uh, same-sex relationship, thanks to Will and Grace, <laughs> you know. And, and after that, of course, you know, modern family played a part in it, in, in the whole idea of, of not only a, a same-sex relationship, but also the whole idea of why should we oppose these people getting married? <laughs> you know what I mean? They can right. raise a child. They can have, they are normal people that live right next to us. Who cares what they do in their, in their bedroom? So why not? I genuinely think that Modern Family had, had a huge, a huge, a huge influence in that because People were able to see not only two same-sex individuals who really loved each other, who were absolutely fantastic parents to their child, but also they had a family that loved them too, that accepted them and, and made them a part of everything they did. And so people started, it became a normal, like there was no, let me take a second look at that again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, it probably shouldn't be that way, but Hollywood plays a part. And when Hollywood starts to normalize some things, then you you'll see people's attitude toward it become a bit more lax. And I think that's why the the cowboy culture became more of a most likely a white person is a cowboy because. That's what Hollywood taught us, right? The Virginian, uh, yes. the, the rifleman, yeah, all of these, yeah. bonanza, bonanza, and all of that. Yeah, everybody yeah. was white. Everybody yes. was white, and you know, you, you notice how many times I said white. Yeah. I, I did. And there's no way I'm gonna leave that eight <laughs> out. It's white. white. I don't say when or where, but whenever I say white, it has to be. White. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 you know, because Westerns were so popular at a time when there were very few, if any, black entertainers allowed on television. Yeah. And if they were on television, they were singing or dancing. They weren't going to be a cowboy. Right. Uh, because of that, I think it's it's sort of almost on the American psyche stamped that uh, a cowboy is Clint Eastwood, yeah. is Kurt Russell, is you know um, Steve McQueen. That's that's right. what we have in our heads. You know, the tall, skinny, blonde hair, blue eyed, cowboy hat dude. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's very important to recognize the fact that. Not only are there black cowboys, there are black rodeos, there are black people that are very interested in those kinds of things. I mean, we also have black farmers yes. as well. Exactly. There was just recently in the news a case of the the 86-year-old black farmer who's about to lose his five-acre family farm that they've had for, for hundreds yes. of years, or a hundred years at least, due to a lawsuit from something that doesn't even involve him personally. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that that's important to recognize the fact, because I think also with farmers, people have in their head a very particular white person right. look. You know, Midwestern farmer, kind of a yeah. little bit of a, a, a good guy with a portly belly and overalls, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
but that's that's not the way life is in America. We 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 need to understand that just because something is a stereotype, and yes, those people do exist. There are certainly those types of farmers <laughs> and cowboys and everything else, but there is another side to the the story, to the coin that is just as flourishing, just as important, just as interesting as as anything else. So um, I, I love that we're getting to see and hear more stories about this kind of thing in mainstream. Yeah, so what do you think of on the social justice element of this? Because, again, urban cowboys, it, it didn't have to be that way, right? I mean... It's amazing to me how the city of Philadelphia doesn't even seem interested in saying, you know what, since you guys are attempting to preserve a cultural thing here, let's find you a place. It's just, let's fucking throw you out because we don't want you. This is the one thing that I can't seem to understand. It's like, there's no... There's no accommodating these people. There's no no one is talking about accommodating these, these folks. And there's only one reason. It's because they're not. They don't look like those government officials. Simple as that. The, 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 I, I, can't, I can't think of it in any other way, is it? Yeah, I I I don't understand that either. I mean they 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 researched these you know in real life i'm i'm not just talking about the movie but i mean you know they they researched the because they were falsely accused of mistreating yeah, the horses which they found to be which they found to be completely baseless yeah. you know they tried to get them out on that they've they it's just the, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the city of Philadelphia. Sorry to anybody who's who's from there. Yo. I, 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 but I, I know a lot about Philly, so I've lived close to Philly. I love I love your food. You have wonderful food. You have one of the greatest muse- art museums I've ever been to in the world. But sometimes y'all just are quite intolerant, much more so than your your southern relatives. So oh, um, shots fired, yo. Something something to think about. Just just I'm not. I'm not just, just, you know, be, <laughs> maybe just, just think about things a little bit sometimes. And this is a very important part of American culture, not just in the sense of this is some black folks who own horses, or this is some white folks who own horses, or just, you know, folks who own horses, but this is a, an important part of American culture right? and should be preserved as such. It should be treated as such. It should be honored and respected as such. Yeah. And the fact that it's not is 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 very heartbreaking, and it's it's hard to see such short sightedness in the world. And you run into it so much, you know. In in my little little town that I grew up in, there was an absolutely beautiful. I'm going off on a tangent here, but I'm just talking about culture. So hey. there was a little little theater, <laughs> a little movie theater, and it was a beautiful little gem. It was gorgeous, but it was in what was considered when it was built the black area of town and it got to be about the 1990s and there was a big push to get it uh refurbished and 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 make it beautiful again because it was gorgeous and it was one of those beautiful little little cinema palaces that that were all all over the country Mm -hmm. and they bulldozed it one day without telling anybody wow seriously and yes Yes, they did. It, it was there one day and gone the next, just a concrete slab. And it was so heartbreaking, one for me, because I had seen a lot of movies there 
as a kid because that was that was the movie theater that was it was the dollar movie theater yeah. and growing up without much money that's where that's where you'd go to see the movies and and I loved how beautiful it was inside it was a little run down it was a little old but I I loved all of the history that was there and you know they showed a lot of movies there that didn't get shown in at the time, they showed a lot of movies that weren't being shown in in white theaters. Right? Is that, am I making sense? Yeah, I mean, yeah. there was a, there was there was a cultural element yes. there the, to it, yes. and the fact that they just the city just decided to go in and bulldoze it when there was an active campaign to save it was just it it, it broke my heart. It really broke my heart. So anyway, any time there's anything like this, I'm like, this is this is. This is cultural. It's 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 history, and it's it should be preserved, especially when it's something that is still being actively cared about and taken care of. And it's for something good. It's for a good purpose. It's for a good reason. The fact of the matter is, cities always seem to wanna uh, side with with bulldozers, like you know, with those huge Wall Street apartment building complexes that come in and all they see is land no you know people's livelihood and people's uh, people's heritage in the sense that yes. there are places where if you if you grew up here if your your grandmother your, your parents grew up there that becomes part of your heritage and all yeah. you want for it is to be preserved not not that it cannot move move along with time that's not you know progress doesn't have to be slowed down for heritage meaning if you will to 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 be there you know what i mean yeah i i don't think progress has to equal destruction exactly exactly i don't i, I don't think progress has to equal destruction i think that you can still have progress and still have you know, your townhomes and whatever you need to expand your city and to, to help things move along in the name of, you know, health and, and considerations and things like that. But there are also areas that can be preserved in a respectful manner. Yeah. But I think, I think also there's, there's a heavy anti-poor sentiment. You Agreed. Know, um, Agreed. Especially in local politics. Right? Agreed. And I, I, I think that does skew definitely towards black poor but also towards very much also towards white poor right right you're absolutely right and so because there is that the the always the overall idea is let's just run them out let's just eliminate yes. them from here because we want to beautify this area and there's no way this area can be beautiful when there's poor people around when there's black people around that's that's like whenever gentrification happened right poor people black people get displaced and yes. and all that has been done to the Fletcher Street uh, stables is in the name of gentrification yes simple as that absolutely yeah yes absolutely now let's talk about a little bit of the of the the movie story harp played by Idris Elba also known as tough love harp <laughs> i i have to tell you something this might be a little bit controversial, but he was actually my least favorite character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can understand that actually. I can. He wasn't he wasn't my favorite character. I find like look, Laurent Toussaint, um, Nessie, she is 
she is you you I mean if you are a fan of Orange is the New Black you know Lauren Toussaint you know that actually for me Orange is the New Black was put on the map that one season that Lauren Toussaint and I think it was season 2 or was season 3 of Orange in the New Black I'm not sure um this actress who by the way is West Indian she's she's from uh, originally from Trinidad and Tobago so yeah, Caribbean. <laughs> I think in that movie she was absolutely fantastic. She was a presence that was needed, that gave a little bit of wisdom and seriousness to the entire crew of cowboys. Caleb McLaughlin, the the kid from one of your favorite shows, Stranger Things. This kid, this kid, this kid is actually really good, isn't he? Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's he's really good in Stranger Things, and he was really good in this. Oh, my God. I'm very excited to see the trajectory of his career, because I think he's going to do amazing things. That little shit had moments there where he (laughs) actually broke my heart. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. He was good. He was good. And I kept thinking to myself, the guy that was... The, the on the wheelchair and I'm like who is this actor and I'm all over Google looking for him right like who is this dude how come I haven't seen him before L- let me tell you something trained actors I counted like that we know of I counted five because when the credits started to roll it was people after people after people actual street Fletcher Street cowboys and I was like Really? This one too? And this one? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you, let, let's let's see if I'm right. So the actors accounted here was Elba, Idris Elba, mm-hmm. Caleb McLaughlin, Miss Laurent Toussaint as Nessie, Method Man as uh, L or Leroy, and Jarrell Jerome, right? That's all I have to Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have to. Other than that, like, okay, I know that you know the the uh, the extras are, are actors too, like well, the sure. ones in the in that house party and blah blah blah. Yeah, but I'm talking about like actors that we know of and we can point in the street and say, oh, that guy's an actor, right? But after that, everybody was unknown to me, and come to find out that the majority of them were part of that crew. I was like, yo, this is great. And and I'm I'm glad. If this is becoming a thing, I'm with it, Jojo. Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. I think that um that pe- we as humans are some of us, a lot of us, most of us, all of us are able to act on some level because we have to to get through the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh I think that Using the people who are in the actual experience, living the experience, or have lived the experience, brings a an authenticity to a role that you're not going to get from somebody who's never been poor or who's never ridden a horse until they had to have riding lessons for this movie or or whatever. You know, I I think that they and I also think that a lot of people, especially if you get some folks who are a little bit older, are going to call bullshit. Yeah. If somebody's like, oh, we're going to do a scene like this and this and this, they're going to be like, no, that's, that's not how it's done. <laughs> yes, yes. We don't do that here. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. We would never do that here, and fuck you. <laughs> yes, and but like I, I think also one of the one of the reasons they probably have started doing this is because of the push that the public in general, especially on social media, have been making about precisely hiring rich actors to, you know, get on a diet and get fat or to play somebody who's fat when there are actors who actually don't have to go on diet because they're already fat. They just need work. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. you and I, we've talked about fat suits, and I know how you feel about fat suits, right? Yes. Um, but also, if you are depicting the life of normal people, why not feature them and be done yeah. with it? You know, yeah. and be done with yeah. it. Especially yeah. if you're telling a story that is based on a true story. Why not depict yes. them, them right there? You know? Yes. So the young man we're talking about, he played Paris. And his name is Jamil Prattis. I was I was really really fascinated by him, because again I'm like this guy is acting the hell out of this shit right here, <laughs> you know. And, and he was funny too, because like when when he was talking about that horse, who's gonna ride him? It's like who? Nobody. That motherfucker's crazy. (laughs) 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 He was talking about boo. (laughs) Hell no. That motherfucker's crazy. (laughs) Now, I wonder if um, there's just a side thing about about casting people who who are in it, if that has some of that, if TikTok hasn't had some sway and, and YouTube had some sway on... A big Hollywood's idea of of casting people who are not quote unquote true actors, because we are you know they are such popular mediums and they there's people on there who are who are not trained actors who are not trained anything yeah. and they you know they're they're racking up views and making money and and people love them and they make people laugh and um, so I do wonder if if some of that isn't isn't causing some of Hollywood to go, oh, maybe we need to get in on this. But like, also, you would have to be, unless you are incredibly rigid with the rules and shit, you would have to actually ask yourself, who is a trained actor and who's not? As you just said, most of us, somehow, we are a little bit of an actor, aren't we? Yeah. Because clearly, the way, for instance, I behave around you, you behave around me, it's not going to be the same when you first meet someone else. You're going to present, I don't know, serious sort of like gauging you out, Jocelyn. Whereas, you know, and, and especially for black people, and I know for a fact, is that we talked about this switch switching that we, that we do. Like, you know, my conversation with a, another person from either the Dominican Republic or, or Haiti is going to be a completely different lingo in, in, in even body language than my conversation with someone who is from another country in another language that I speak, right? And so all of us, we act. The, 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 the only reason people get nervous around acting is because you are told you are acting. Yes. You go through yes. life acting all the time. You just don't, yeah. don't don't even think about it as acting. And so yeah. 
I think that's precisely what they see because with the advent of a camera ready all the time on your cell phone, on your iPad or whatever, people are acting more and more. And people have been discovered, are discovering that they have a certain talent that maybe they didn't know they had. Some people go yeah. on YouTube and all of a sudden they become famous because they they discover themselves. As you said, TikTok, exactly, right? People, I didn't know I was funny, but hey, man, boom, I'm getting ideas <laughs> and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And so I think this becoming a thing, the idea of including no, I'm not going to say real people, because <laughs> we're all real, right? <laughs> but the idea right. of, of including in real life individuals, especially when the story touch on, on their lives, on, on their experience, I think it's a fantastic thing. And I don't know if Nomadland is what opened up the door for that, but I was glad to see that some of the actors on this movie on uh, Concrete Cowboy, were were actual real life cowboys from from the urban society of cowboys. What, what is that they're called? Oh dear, I have to look it up again because I want I want to get it right. I don't want to like I don't want to I don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> they are the Fletcher Street Urban Riding Club. The Fletcher Street Urban Riding Club. Yes, absolutely amazing, absolutely fantastic. I'm I'm I'm. I'm for it, man. Yeah. So the movie was also funny. Yes. You know. Yes. There were some lines there that made me, like this guy, Rome, telling the story of Tulip. (laughs) 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 Rome telling the story of Tulip had me laughing so hard because when he said that You've heard of a horse winning a race by by the nose, but Tulip had buck teeth. <laughs> and then he pulled his head, <laughs> and his tooth—the the one tooth came first. I was like, and then Isha looks at him and says, "You ain't right. You ain't." <laughs> I'm like, "That's right. He ain't right." <laughs> You know, but yeah, the serious moments, Jojo, was some some moments happened there. And this is why I'm going to tell you that the character that Idris Elba played, Harp, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan. I understand, though, it's it's it's, it's the closest thing to a real life. Character. There are there are people, especially in my culture, in the black culture that the only way they know how to love is tough love. They're looking out for you, but they're looking out for you so hard that it leads you to think, this motherfucker hates me. This this motherfucker doesn't like me, right? And it is an absolute fear of losing you. But at the same time, it is a fear of showing you the kind of love that will make you too soft to not survive. Yeah. I, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm just bobbling because <laughs> I want to make sense. On no, that. it doesn't. I don't know. You're, you're making and, sense. And, but there was a little too much of, uh, of that on Harp because I don't care how estranged I might be from my child. 
But if my kid expresses that they're under the impression that I hate them, my story is not going to be about Johnny Coltrane. Fuck you. That's bullshit. I am going to, 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 I'm going to open up my heart and be vulnerable and tell, here, man, this is what I am. This is how I am. But don't ever think for a second that I don't love you. And that man didn't muster the courage to say to this kid, yes, I love you. He just gave him a weird-ass story. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with you that this is a character that's very difficult to... It's a difficult character. And please excuse my dogs in the background. I, like I, 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 I said earlier, I, I don't know if it got, got on the live or not, but there is a, a house fire in my neighborhood. Um, everybody got out okay, but there's sirens and things like that. So my, my dogs are losing their mind. But I, I, I agree that the, the character is, is a difficult character. And I, but I, I also felt that there, although I, I don't agree with, the decisions that he made with his son and the story in particular that you're talking with is absolutely not the way I would have handled right. it either. I do think that there are people that that is how they would handle it. And there are some people I think that wouldn't even come up with a story. They would just be like, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, the reason I say that is from personal experience. I've, I've, I've said that to my mother and I've gotten an, right. okay. So, yeah, I mean, so I, 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 I agree with you. This is a difficult character to, to deal with. And I, I think Idris Elba did a great job with it because he made him believable as I love you, but I'm also an yeah, asshole. Yeah. Now, there's nothing you can do about that. I'm always going to be. And, and here's the crazy thing. And I think the, the dialogue really encapsulated this entire dynamic because my wife and I, we talk about this all the time, is that we, we come from parents who are capable of being the town's mayor and being one of the most beloved people in town, right? And they can be yep. absolutely collegial and and, and great to everyone else. They will take their shirts yep. of their backs to give to someone yep. else, except to a family yep. member. Sweet right. as pie. Sweet <laughs> as pie. Like, like the kind of person that people will come up to you and say, your mother is just the most wonderful person I have mm -hmm. ever met in my entire existence. Yeah. I would like to meet this person. And I'm like, that asshole? <laughs> 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 And, and and like I was seeing that, and you're right. The genius of, of of Idris Elba as an actor is is immeasurable in that respect because he gives you that character to the point where like I'm 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 I've been for for the last fifteen minutes telling you I don't like this motherfucker. You know what I mean? He's yeah. he clearly yeah. his performance of this character was so good that he triggered this sentiment. And that yes, that is yes, something. yes, okay. yes. If yes, if it, that is it entirely. If the performance is good enough that it triggers something in you because you've had similar or, or 
parallel life experiences, then that, then you you it's got the ring of truth to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's for you and I and, and your wife and lots of other people out there. This is a very difficult yeah. character to be able to be sympathetic with at all. And I don't think it was he's meant to be sympathetic or at all, really. I, I, I think he's he is what he is. And I think Idris Elba played yes, him that way. Yes. Really? Yes. I, uh, I felt a bit more compassion for Smush, the character that Jarrell Jerome played versus yes. the little kid, Cole. Cole. And I don't know why. I don't know why. But... You kind of you kind of have to love somebody whose name is Smush. Smush. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think that's just required. If, if your name or your nickname is Smush, then, like, I mean, how could you... You want to Smush somebody named Smush. Like, just... Bring it in. Bring it in. Let me smush you. But, you know, I, I kept thinking of, so this is not a kid that actually got into this whole business because he wanted he wanted to, to show off because he wanted to, he had a dream of being another, just another thug. But in his naive mind, he thought that this was something that he could walk away from and go get a farm and, and, and raise horses and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, you poor thing. You poor yeah. thing. Because you're going down, man. Like, that's not the kind of, you know, you hear of all these rappers and shit that get into this, the rapping business and become actors and then become entrepreneurs and blah, 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 and they get out. But you have to ask yourself, is this is this a real backstory, or is this is this is this an invention, right? Is this is this an invention yep. because yep, or exaggerated, right? People don't get out of that shit like that, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the majority of those hip hop artists, some of them have like Juilliard trained musicians and shit that, you know, they just, again, they put on a persona and shit, do this whole, you know, rap thing, and, and the next thing you know, like some of the finest actors out there, <laughs> you know, oh, this motherfucker, yes, yes, and the first one, I think that's, the, the first one I can remember in memory that I discovered, this dude is a classically trained pianist, was Flavor Flav. Man, Flavor was like absolutely gifted, gifted classic pianist. You, you know, you're surprised, you know. You know, and then Tupac, of course, finest dancer and actor that you've ever seen. You know, what I mean, um, and so it, it, it's weird when kids get that weird idea that, yeah, man, I can be. A drug dealer today and become a billionaire like Jay Z or or Curtis Jackson, yeah. Fifty Cent. Uh, that's yeah, that that's like a f you know one out of a thousand stories, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it could be a one in a million chance. And for as you said, for all we know, we don't know how much of the backstory is manufactured. We don't know how much is exaggerated. We don't know. 
you know, you just, you, you don't know. And to, well, I mean, it's, it used to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to, uh, to California. I'm going to go to Hollywood and and be a big actor, you know, and then people would end up homeless in California because that's, that's not how it, that's not how it works. You don't just walk up to the gates of MGM and say, I want to be an actor. And they go, okay, come on in. So, (laughs) you know, rejection after rejection after rejection, you have to be, you have to be really good at taking rejection to make it there. And it's crazy because obviously your life can change in a matter of seconds once you get that big break. But again, it is, it is not that easy. And so, this character broke my heart because when he was yeah. telling Cole what he wanted to do and how he was going to get out of there, I mean, we're going to buy a farm. I, and when the moment he talks about, I want quiet, I want silence, you know, I've never had that in my life. You see, okay, this poor kid is, is just running away from, from, from the chaos by getting himself into more kids. Yeah. And I knew what happened to him was coming, but I, it, it still saddened me. Still saddened yeah. me. And I think Jerome, mm-hmm. again, you know, this kid is here to stay, by the way. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, yeah. After yeah. when they see us, you know, every in everything else I've seen him, he's being, bam, who else you got? Who else you, you think? <laughs> I think we pretty much talked about everybody, honestly. Yeah. I think uh, I think we really did. It's um, it's an, a good tight cast, yeah. and uh, yeah. So I Method Man. I don't know when this guy became such a, a fine actor. Either <laughs> you know, but yeah, I I don't either. That that whole progression i missed i missed all of that i saw him like the first you know there there is this power book special that's going on on stars and he plays a a lawyer on power that i'm like method man really yo this motherfucker is good (laughs) (laughs) um i was i was pretty like I said, I was pretty surprised that this guy that played Paris was just another dude from from the crew and not in, a trained actor. I think that's that's why it's a little difficult to talk about everybody because, and that makes it sound like they're, but we don't really have any right. history on them to be like, we, we saw them in this, we mm. saw them that, we really enjoyed their performance. All we can really say is they were awesome yeah. in this and, you know, that if they want to, pursue a career in acting they probably can yeah jamil pratis uh this guy's name isha the young lady who played isha also was was fantastic you know yeah i'm like what has she been on before and again i went looking for like nothing you know i think the bond that she formed and created with cole was genuine and, and beautiful yeah so i agree this, this this is a fine movie, and like I said, I I'm not gonna say that this is not a movie that I didn't think I was gonna like, but this probably is a movie that if we didn't plan to do this, I would have just put it on my watch list for a while. 
I, I agree. And and that's really based on the trailer, yeah. um, which is all we have to base things on mostly, usually. But no, I, I wouldn't. It would have been on my watch list. And not because it's a black movie, good grief. <laughs> <laughs> but just because it... <laughs> I would have put it on my watch list be- because I know that that this movie was going to be hyped just because of the fact that it's Idris, it's Idris Elba. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I tend to, like, whatever, dude. I'll, I'll see this when I see this. You know what I mean? Like, that that's yeah. that's, that's me. You know, I'm not hating on Elba, by the way. <laughs> it, it's not that, but I like... When when all the the hype is because so and so is is there and we know that it's just about that, you know, like when whenever Elba does the first black James Bond and shit, I'm I'm gonna be the first one in the theater to watch that, you know. Yeah, because that's his historic whatever. But 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 just yeah. because you know the Idris Elba movie, I know like lo- most of the people that. Rush to watch it is because it's an Idris Elba movie, you know. And I'm like, yeah, sure, yeah, I'll watch it, you know, whatever. But I'm glad that I actually went to and watch it now, and we've had this discussion about it now. You know, yeah, me too, me yeah. too. So we want to obviously thank you, and also if you would consider subscribing, then that would be also awesome, isn't it? Yeah, that would be very cool. This podcast can be caught on. Every Tuesday, anew, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. You can follow us on social media. All of our handles are there for you. And uh, we'll be doing our thing. So, yes. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening. Y'all have a good one. Eh? You too. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.